This is the Fade You Podcast. It is Friday, October 2nd. This is episode 19 of the Fade You Podcast. Chris, I know you start. You want me to start saying what episode number we're on as we mm-hmm. chug along here. Been a little bit of time. It's been a little over a week since we had a pod. Apologies to all our valued listeners. Um, you know, I'm a high school teacher and we're back in school now, so lots going on. My name is Matthew James. I'm here with Chris Duke, our French fucking moron. How you doing, big boy? I'm good, brother. I'm good. We're all hammering. We're good for the NBA finals. We're looking at NCAA football. We got pro football. We're just we're just loving sports here back after COVID uh, deprived us of it for a little while. So I know you're on my same page there. And I may have to grade some essays during the week, but we love football weekends. And we're going to talk some football here tonight. Uh, no Kmart. It's unfortunately past his bedtime, but it's all good. I, I kind of have a pretty good idea of where Kmart's at in regards to the NFL. So, we'll, yeah, we'll talk a few NFL picks here in a minute. But, uh, Chris, a, a nice evening for us fading Dennis. Dennis goes one and six today. He finds himself some unders. He finds himself some dogs. And uh, he finds himself a pretty dog shit day. It's crazy. Yeah, very uncharacteristic of him to fire some unders and dogs. And, you know, we have a saying, one of my buddies who loves to fade Den, he always texts me and goes, what's Den on? He goes, when he's on an under or a dog, we run for the hills. And uh, this is uh, an example of why we do that, because uh, he tries to get cute a little bit. He goes, hey, you know, the heat are understaffed. Let me take the heat first quarter, first half, losers. He goes, hey, let me get cute and take the – law tech with the dogs and uh, the under with the wake force and they just absolutely scored like crazy second half so yeah that was a very nice uh friday night of fading den kind of reminiscent of uh monday night against the ravens taking the chiefs very nice oh yeah and you know you get these one and six den days those oh and five monday night football days that's what really keeps us coming back for more yeah he's gonna have a couple of like the last two days he went six and two. So he's going to have those stretches, but Chris, I guess we'll rewind for a second. We got, you know, the follower list is growing every day, every week. And people are still commenting on our fade den post. Who's Dennis? Like what's going on with Dennis? What am I supposed to do with these plays? Pretty simple. We post a fade Dennis alert. We are betting the opposite to <laughs> fuck of those plays. <laughs> So the thing with Den, like, yeah, it can be a little frustrating when he goes on a run. He'll go on a six and two run. He'll go on a ten and four run. That's going to happen. But like, Chris, you can speak to this. In the span of a week, you're not going to be down big units fading Dennis. Like he's even if he gets up a little bit, he's always going to give, if not all of it, most of it back. And you're going to have enough weeks where he does so bad, and and you make a a little bit of a profit and it's kind of amazing that he still hasn't had these catastrophic weekends where he goes like five and 16 or anything like that. And you know, those are coming. No, absolutely. That was something I wanted to point out on the pod too, was that like, even though like people might go, Hey, like fading Dan, isn't that like, it's, it's unsuccessful so far, but it really like, it's like, Hey, like think about betting yourself. Like the average Joe is going to be, really bad like they they usually lose a lot like fading den is like maybe minus four five six units like 
it's it's not that bad. You're not going to lose your entire bankroll. Like he keeps sneaking these wins out, these lucky wins, and then as we see now, like he's going to regress. And like I'm just saying, be patient. Like I, as you know, Chris Duke, I have taken his action for years and years now, and I've seen him go on these runs, but I've seen how constant the bad runs are and how it always works itself out. So I just say, be patient. Just keep riding it out. We've got so much football left. He's such a, a square when it comes to team totals, overs, dog. He'll take the square dogs. He'll take a bad favorite. He'll take a, a square. Like, look at him on, on Monday Night Football. Oh, the Ravens have to score against that Chiefs D. Not the case. So just be patient. Keep riding it. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I would not be telling here at Fade you. I would not be telling to Fade Den if I didn't see the results in the past. If anybody knows, it's going to be Chris Duke. Our man's been taking Den's action for years, so you know Den is going to fire all Saturday. He's going to fire NFL Sunday. He'll find some favorites. He'll find some overs. And the overs have been just killing it out of the gate in this young NFL season. I don't know if they're going to regress this week. There's definitely, you know, as I've been listening to some of my guys like Warren Sharp, a couple guys like that, there are some reasons these overs are hitting teams are going for it more on fourth down at midfield. And that's either going to result in a continued drive or a short field the other way. The refs are also Mm -hmm. calling way less hold. Like there's some teams that haven't even had a holding call against them in three games. So there's reasons these overs are hitting a couple things are going to happen. Either they're going to continue to hit and the books are going to inflate the numbers so much that unders will start regressing or just unders will start naturally happening as we settle into the season and defenses get a little more on the same page. But Chris, I mean, you know, Den's going to continue to fire those overs. And one of the things we say is you can't really pick and choose which Den bets you fade. You kind of just have to roll with the punches. Yeah, for sure. And the, the funny thing is, is like usually he is on the overs at the beginning when it like tends to be, you know, a little bit, easy and he hasn't been he's taking more favorites but i feel like he might think uh you know he sees all these overs hitting and he might keep going and then vegas is obviously inflating them more and more and then as they regress it might bite him in the ass so just look out for that i can see him on more totals coming up uh he loves his falcons and seahawks all these ones that are supposed to fly over right easily he'll be on those and uh like we said, Matt, we saw his his picks this week are all favorites, so we should get uh, you know a little bit of regression and should be just a great weekend of fading him. Let's let's channel Dan. Let's harness our inner Dan. Be one with the Dan mindset. Who's he going to play on Sunday? What are the biggest, squarest favorites that Dan is going to be on on Sunday, Chris Duke? Oh man, what did he text us? I mean, there, there's some big ones. Your your typical. I mean, I, it's so funny because he always says he hates to take the Cowboys, but I think he <laughs> he texts me he wants the Cowboys. Why are you gonna lay points with that Mike McCarthy team? Unbelievable. And then he think of course he wants to hammer the Chiefs. You know, against Bill Belichick, land seven. Bucks land. He's got to be an easy win, right? Against Tampa the, Bay. Yeah, he'll be all over yeah. Tampa Bay. And Rams. You know, they're just going to dismantle the Giants, right? Which I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I also wouldn't be surprised if somehow 
Rams flat on that win by 10. So Niners. He'll be on Niners. Niners. Should be an easy win on Sunday Night Football, right? You know, after Eagles can't even beat the Bengals, for Christ's sake. So he's just trying to snip out that, the you know, low-hanging fruit, and you just got to be careful of that. And that's what always comes back and bites the public every year in the NFL. And how many how many teasers are you going to see with the Niners on Sunday night and the Falcons or the uh, Packers on Monday night? Oh man, Jesus John Christ! Murray might be so much liability <laughs> to the Packers yeah. Monday night. Yeah, the books are going to need they're going to need the Eagles or the Falcon. If one of those teams wins outright, uh, this will be an amazing weekend for the books. So. All right, that's enough about Den. Let's talk about our NFL leans. We're going to take a super quick break, talk about Anchor, our podcast host that can make this magic happen for us. We'll come back. We'll talk some NFL. All right, Chris, I talked to Kyle a lot earlier with our other group, and I, so I kind of have a good idea of where he's leaning for the NFL, but give me, give me the ones that are calling your name. I think it's kind of the stars are kind of aligning here, Matt, for us. Uh, I know we were talking earlier, and I think uh, Kmart and I, we always joke and say, hey, when we're on the same side and really love it, it ends up being good. I think we both like the Lions, and uh, all of us kind of like the uh, the Ravens after an absolute shit show of a showing on prime time, and people might be down and think, hey, let's get fancy like Denwood and take the points with the Washington football team there take the 13 14 it looks like great value but don't be silly see if the ravens can just punish them and uh, i think uh what was the third one we all like i think we do like i think we just want to fade everyone and their mom thinks the bucks are just going to get an easy win and you know after the chargers laid an egg there at home against the panthers last week we like you know the chargers getting points so that those are some some three key ones we all like so here's a question for you we're talking about plays we're considering for the the circus sports million and we're playing with um fixed lines on that so when we say and when you guys are listening to this we say we like the lions we like that contest line at four and a half now the saints injury report final injury report came out today and it is horrific and betters have noticed and that line has been bet down to detroit plus three you still playing the lions at three if you're if you're just some guy, and we love you, some guy, but if you're some guy and you're driving in your car listening to this tomorrow morning and you want action for NFL Sunday, Chris, are you, we recommending people still play the Lions at three when you could have got four and a half a couple days ago? No, we're not. We're not going to recommend someone take a, a shitty line like that. We're going to tell them at least get the hook, you know, so that if uh, the Lions lose by a field goal, you're still getting them a nice dub, you know, and obviously with the fixed line, if they end up losing, you know, you know, 24, 20 or something like that, then we even get the win because of that good line. So no, we're not going to, we're just going to say, you know, it sucks that you got to, what I'd say is, you know, there's always going to be, if you're in a, a state that has live wagering, wait for that. Maybe the, the saints go up seven, nothing, and you can for sure get a good line, like five or six or something like that, four and a half get that wait for that so uh you know get the optimized line but uh that's just something that we're leaning and we see value in that play you know 
Yeah, you know, this is a good opportunity to talk about the way that we read NFL lines throughout the week. You know, we, speaking for me personally, I like to wait and collect information throughout the week. I'm not someone who's going to really put down money on, on Monday or Tuesday. Yes, you can do that. And the professional bettors do that. And they anticipate the line movement and they get out ahead of that. But Chris, our audience is not professional bettors. Our audience is guys that wake up on Sunday and they want some action. And we just, we don't want to lead you astray. So when we see a game like the Lions getting three, we're probably not going to give that out on Sunday, even though we're playing it in the contest because it's just a bad line. Um, And again, we're not necessarily posting Lions plus four and a half on Wednesday because we want to wait and we want to see these Saints injury reports. We want to wait till Marshawn Lattimore is ruled out. We want to wait till Janoris Jenkins is ruled out. We want to wait till we know that Michael Thomas isn't playing. So it just kind of depends on what kind of better you are. If you want to think like a pro better and you, you know that there's going to be sharp action on the line, yeah, bet that Tuesday or Wednesday. But we're not necessarily going to give it out early in the week. I mean, kind of look at what we did with the Jets game. We could have posted Jets plus three on Tuesday, and you actually – I think you might have even half wanted me to. But mm-hmm. we did that and look at the way the line moved. And if we would have given out Jets plus three on Tuesday, that would have been a loser. Absolutely. I mean, it's a weird, funky play at the end where it looks like Melvin Gordon got stopped and then ends up scoring and yeah. to screw him on that. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, you know, that's – the way it goes sometimes and uh, we can do that we can let them know like you know the early play like what the line was and how the sharp line moved I mean you can you got to be you know we're trying to cater to people that should be sharp like that we want you to know and look at those sharp line moves like us we want you to know what the opening line was oh that opened four and a half and now it's down to three and a half like that is a sharp move we want you to know that that is a sharp move so at least you know, like there's still probably value in taking that three and a half because you you know that you know the books have all the liability on that side. So you always want to be on the book side, as you know Josh Applebaum, our boy, says. So that's fine, but we don't want you to always take bad lines. So we want you to try to be ahead of the lines, and we're not going to give you bad lines if there was a better one out there. You know, definitely. And we'll we'll talk about what our buy price would be. Like I agree. If this line is Lions plus three and a half on Sunday morning, we'll still recommend that. Like I would, I'll play that at three and a half. I don't, yeah, sure. I could have played it at four and a half a couple of days ago, but I didn't have all the information a couple of days ago. So it, it just depends on what kind of better you are. Uh, if you want to be like the pros and, and throw your cash down on Monday or Tuesday before you have all the information, that's fine. But at least in my opinion, and Chris, I think you agree with me, there, there can be a strategy in waiting as well even if you lose a little line value, you do gain more information. So that's that. Now, in, in terms of this game, I agree Detroit is tempting. The Saints are injury ravaged on defense, especially Michael Thomas being out really, really hurts their offense. But do you see any danger or a possibly a pitfall in fading the Saints again They've lost two straight in prime time as a favorite. Everybody is talking about how Drew Brees might not have it anymore. The Lions just went on the road and won outright as a dog. Now they're coming home. They snapped that 11-game losing streak. And again, at the end of the day, you're still talking about Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. 
So there's my case to pass it. I agree. It's probably a play because of the Saints injury situation and because they really haven't shown it yet. But I don't know. What do you think? Does that give you any pause talking about kind of the spot? And I mean, the Saints are awfully low right now. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, we always talk about teams to, that are, you know, usually takes when they're dogs. The Lions are one of them, and uh, they're not takes when they're favorites, just like when they were favorites against the Bears week one. They ended up blowing it. Um, you know, then they're dogs against the Cards last week, and they end up pulling out the money line win. So, you know, there's always value on dogs because we can say, hey, dude, the Lions don't even have to win. They could be up by 10 and blow it and lose by three. You know, let the Saints go on a late run like they can do and, and still pull out the cover. So you just never know. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd lean that way. It's tough with the Lions. You never know. They could they could get whooped, you know, especially with everyone talking shit on Breeze. And we know Breeze is one of those veterans that can come out and say, hey, I've still got it. But uh, I'd say, you know, when they're there in Detroit, I know there's no fans backing them. And, you know, the Saints are used to playing in the Dome and they might be they may be tough. So. I'd say, yeah, you know, you can beware, like you said, Matt, but um, at the end of the day, you just got to find value. And if you think there's value on, on taking the lines and go ahead and pull the trigger. Now, one that I definitely think there's value on is these LA chargers. And again, there are, there are reasons for and against every single team that we're going to talk about every single week. So as, as far as the chargers go, yeah, they're banged up. Um, I think they're missing Chris Harris in this one. I think they have some injuries on their offensive line. They're still missing Melvin Ingram. But, Chris, this this number is way too high. I mean, for the Chargers to be seven-point dogs, I mean, let's not get crazy here with Tampa Bay. This, this is not – Tampa Bay is not on the level as Kansas City. They're not on the level as Baltimore. I would argue they're not even close to the level as like a Seattle or a Green Bay or a Buffalo and these teams that have started really hot. This is a slightly above average team, in my opinion, with a really good defense and an offense that isn't as good as people think. They feasted on the Denver Broncos and their injury situation last week. They kind of pulled away and got a cheap cover against Carolina the week before. There's no reason Tampa Bay should be laying seven here to these Chargers. Chargers are off a loss at home. It's a great, I mean, for the Chargers, this is the spot where you want to take them catching a lot of points and you don't want to take them when they're laying points. So this is kind of the ideal spot for the lightning bolts. Classic. Yeah. Classic. They're laying six and a half, seven last week. We were all over the Panthers and now they're coming, you know, it's about a 14 point swing. Now they're not laying six and a half. They're catching six and a half. It's huge. Everyone thinks, Oh my gosh, the bucks just looked so good you know, in Denver last week off, we know like a that Denver's very, you know, not a good team. They very well could have lost to the Jets, you know, last night. So or on Thursday night, but, uh, you know, yet the Bucks. the one thing I've heard is that their, uh, their defense is a little underrated. They're pretty good on D, but I think they're, are they without Godwin this week? So, you know, they might not have that many weapons on O and, uh, I think everyone's saying, you know, the chargers are really underrated on D. So, could be a low scoring battle and uh, you always want the dog in a low scoring battle, you know, so take the points. We could see them losing by three or trying to squeak out a close one. Dare I say this one might actually have a chance to go under. I'm seeing 42 and a half, 43. So naturally it'll be 
35-31, naturally. <laughs> God. Uh, the other one that you had mentioned, and we're really not going to overthink this one. You got – I mean, Washington we, – we lost on Washington – in the contest last week, uh, we took them plus seven. They're leading going into the fourth quarter, 20 to 17. And then the Browns outscore them 14, nothing in the fourth quarter. Not only do they blow that lead, they blow the cover. We probably deserved a better fate with that one. But when you take dog shit, sometimes you're going to receive dog shit. And this Washington football team is horrible. Haskins is bad. I, I'm My hot take this week is Haskins is going to get benched at some point in this game when they're getting pummeled by a really pissed off Baltimore team. So Chris, we get 12 and a half in a contest for this one. We're going to absolutely take that and say, thank you. But mm-hmm. are you, would you, would you recommend this at 14? I'm guessing you're not going to say, you're going to say definitely not at 14 and a half. What are your thoughts here as far as what to recommend on this play? Yeah, just like uh, my boy Gil Alexander today was saying, we never, ever, ever like to, you know, recommend laying that many points on, you know, I I know the road doesn't mean as much right now with COVID, but we never like to recommend that much on the road. But if there was ever a team to do it, it'd be this, uh, you know, Ravens team off of a huge primetime loss and uh, with a lot of guys out for the the football team, you know, in the trenches. I think they're out Chase Young. They have an offensive line out. Um, I think Sims, McLaren, they just have a lot of their weapons that can keep them, you know, close to a team, maybe keep them within 14, 10 points to a really superior team out. And uh, so we're going to, you know, take advantage of that and just watch a good team flourish over over a bad team and go ahead and, and take advantage of that. Yeah, this is people might scoff at this like pissed off Ravens narrative, but a team like this that's really well coached, they got absolutely embarrassed on Monday Night Football. And that final score, I know it was a 14 point win for the Chiefs. That was honestly probably a little flattering for the Ravens. This is one where they're going to come out and just have no mercy. They're going to get right against a really bad team. I would not be surprised if this was like a 41 to 10 game. Um, they just don't like to let, I mean, like you said, well, coach Harbaugh's not gonna want to just let teams come in the back door and just they just they know how to control the game. And if they're up by twenty late, they're and even if they let a back door and they score like and they're down by you know whatever fifteen, sixteen late, they're just gonna want to put the pedal to the metal. So that's why we kind of feel comfortable with this one, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna go Baltimore for sure in our contest. We're gonna go uh, Detroit for sure in our contest. We're going to go – what was that other one? Chargers. We're going to go Chargers for sure in the contest. So, Chris, if you had the last two for our fade you entry, where are you going with those? I'm, I'm leaning pretty heavily towards uh, the one team – like, uh, obviously, I was, I was texting you guys earlier and saying I like the Jets. We, we always talk about the whole – two bad teams getting points is always good. It was a great last year. It was amazing how well it held up last year. The Dolphins, all these teams that were getting points that were really bad ended up covering last year. Um, it didn't hold on Thursday night because I, it actually switched to Jets being favored. So I guess technically you could say Broncos covering getting points was the bad team getting points covered but we're, we're looking at Jags they're getting three it looks like a little bit of a sharp line move towards the Jags 
it ticked down from three to two and a half. I'm seeing the contest line looks like three. Um, we're leaning that way, catching the field goal with the Jags when one team's one and two, one's oh two and one. So we like to see that. Um, and uh, the last one, I know Kmart was uh, our boy was leaning Texans to have their first, you know, outright win laying the three or four, but uh, I know it's a really sharp play. I'm thinking, you know, whenever Bill Belichick might be, maybe, may not be, you know, a flat spot for the Chiefs coming off that big win, but whenever a well-coached team is getting seven points, six and a half, seven, um, you know, and, and kind of prime time, it's, it's going to be the most watched, one of the most heavily bet games on the, the block there on Sunday afternoon, the Patriots getting a lot of those points. I can see them going in messing with the chiefs pretty well and losing by maybe three or four. So um, I like the Patriots catching those points too. When you talk about that flat spot for Kansas city, go back two weeks ago and uh, that was the look ahead spot. So two weeks ago, they were looking ahead to this Ravens game playing a division team. And we stupidly laid the points with them. They were, clearly looking ahead they just did not seem interested in that game too much in the first half they got thrown off by the quarterback change with Herbert getting in there and then last week they they could not have played better against the Ravens on Monday night and now it's a short week and now you exhale after winning the game of the year and you're going and New England's waiting for you and New England didn't have the hardest time with the Raiders in fact you could almost argue that they were looking ahead to this Kansas city game. Cause they didn't look super hot in their first half. Cam started real slow and then the Patriots ended they, you know, they end up taking over the game and winning pretty easily, but yeah, it, it scares me because God, that you just know what that chiefs offense is capable of when they're clicking. And I do not believe Cam Newton can match Mahomes score for score. I, I just don't think they can. But the spot could be a little flat for Kansas City, so I could see it. Um, that's one that we'll be talking about tomorrow morning and deciding if we want to include. Chris, the yeah. Texans and the Vikings game is really hard for me because both of these teams are 0-3. And, and typically, you know, you have an 0-3 team like the Eagles. You know, they're going to throw everything at San Francisco, desperate to try not to start 0-4 and, and kind of save their season. Right. What do, what do you do when both teams are 0-3? Yeah, it's hard, too, and, uh, you know, the – an 0-3 team is laying you. I mean, it comes back to what I was saying. Take the point that it's weird because are these teams that bad? Like, I mean, we know the bottom tier teams. You know, we know the Giants and the Jets and, you know, the Panthers might be bad this year and Dolphins and, and Jags and Bengals. You have those teams, those top five teams that are really bad, but nobody, I don't think anybody would expect. I mean, we know the Texans had a tough start. We thought they might squeak one out in those first tough games, but and the Vikings, we thought, you know, they'd get one too, especially because they, you know, they had a, two home games against Green Bay and Tennessee. But, you know, it's crazy to see that. And But, I mean, we know the talent that the Texans have. Deshaun Watson's really great. And we know that Cousins has been struggling. So, you know, I can see a big bounce back game from the Texans. And, uh, you know, it's just tough. I, I personally, I mean, I know Kmart likes it. I personally might want to leave that out, but uh, like you said, we'll talk about it tomorrow and see if it's something that really catches our interest. 
any other ones that you personally are interested in, just ignore every other conversation that we've had with Kmart, but any other ones that, that you feel like would be a solid submission? You know, I think I know the Eagles are hurt and I know the 49ers <laughs> might get, you know, I, I know they're saying they might get a couple of players back. They might get um, their beautiful red headed, whatever he is uh, tight end back. Uh, you know, and I just, I just think people see how poorly the Eagles have played. Looked like shit against the Rams. Looked like shit against the Bengals. Looked like shit against the Redskins. And everyone and their mom is probably thinking Niners roll here. I just think on prime time, I just don't know if I trust the backup quarterback Mullins on the prime time. And uh, I, I might, you know, see if you can get, if you can get seven, if it moves to seven and a half. By Sunday night, I'm going to lean and take the Eagles. I could see them winning outright, so I'm leaning that way. I know it's never, you know, smart to bet against the Niners, but I just think people like Dan and all the squares out there will really like the Niners. So I'm going to lean Eagles there, Matt. You know, that's it's poopy, but I'm a sanitation guy, so I'm going to clean up the poop. <laughs> you kind of have to close your eyes, hold your nose, and take that one. I mean, they could not have started this season any worse. I guarantee that won't be in our submission because Kmart would never endorse the Eagles. He is so down on them. Um, and he's a Niners homer. So, but we'll, we'll see. Like Chris said, if that's it sitting at seven, seven and a half by Sunday night, then we're going to have no choice, but to take the really ugly dog there. And you know, the Eagles every season, there's one where after everybody writes them off and everyone sells them, they go and they win straight up as a seven point dog. So it, it's going to happen at some point this season. Just yeah, a matter of whether it'll they be this do week. it against the Packers last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Rams yeah, before to that two seasons ago, they were catching yeah. like ten, ten and a half in LA, and they won outright. So, uh, it's just a, they're a frustrating team. Yeah. Okay, tomorrow's Saturday, not Sunday. So, give me some college football lines that you're looking at. I'm looking at some of the stinkers tomorrow, guys. You're gonna have to again. You're gonna have to hold your nose, but some of these are the the best. Some of these just end up being like I think I we posted my plays a few weeks in a row. And I'm like three and two every time, or four and two. They just end up these stinkers end up paying money. I'm I'm gonna just lean to some dogs tomorrow morning, and uh, I think I mean TCU and and South Carolina and Baylor. I mean I mean what. Baylor's laying two. Does Baylor deserve to lay two going to West Virginia tomorrow? West Virginia is going to be really, really amped to beat them tomorrow. And, uh, I mean, why is number nine Texas 2-0 and just just beating teams good and TCU look like shit against Iowa State last week? Why are they only catching 10 going to Austin? Uh, I mean, why – it just looks like an easy win, right? Not so fast. And – uh Florida looked great last week. They're number three in the nation. Why not? Easy win, right? They got to beat the Gamecocks, right? No, we're going to go cock piece, take South Carolina. And, uh, you know, same with Kansas State. Whenever a 27-point win or 27-point dog wins over Oklahoma and pulls it out, it's got to be a flat spot. Probably going to lean Texas Tech. Uh, that line was three, I think, and it moved down. Sharp moved to Texas Tech. Uh, that's a 12.30 p.m. Pacific time game tomorrow. 
we'll go with the Red Raiders again. They were good to us last week, covered against Texas. So um, those are some of my early ones tomorrow. So just to recap, you're looking at TCU, South Carolina, West Virginia, Texas Tech. Yeah, and I'd even lean. It looks like a sharp lean to NC State, too. Everyone's probably looking. Pittsburgh ranked land, but I think they were laying 14, too. All these are not unbelievable. 9 a.m. games. I'm, I'm looking like it's like it might be a dog a dog week early there, and uh, maybe some of the favorites fire back later in the afternoon. But uh, even, too, I, I, I'm sorry, Matt. I've just so, Some of these dogs, even Iowa State Cyclones, they're only catching seven at home. Everyone's probably thinking bounce-back game for Oklahoma. All they got to do is go to Iowa State and win by a touchdown. Not so fast. The Cyclones just absolutely love to upset the Sooners. Be careful with that one, too. That's a 430 Pacific game. I'm going to look at that one, too. So just just keep an eye. We'll, we'll post on Twitter. If you don't follow at Fagey Sports yet, keep an eye on us. We always update you on Fade Den and on uh, Kmart and Mai's pick. And uh, absolutely Matt, too. Matt will weigh in, too, if he gets any likes. And uh, we're going to let you know some winners tomorrow. Absolutely. Check the – Check the Twitter. Chris is going to be just wading through all the shit, all these bad, stinky lines tonight. We'll get those blasted out to you guys once he once we decide on our final pick. So, all right, good, good, uh, good shit, Chris. Speaking of poopy, <laughs> uh, that'll be it for us. So, a huge college football Saturday tomorrow. We'll get some playoff baseball too. Check, again, check the Twitter. See if we like any baseball. Uh, you guys were all over our boy Six Toe. Sanchez today upsetting the Cubbies and see you, Chicago. Thanks for playing, getting shut out, you dicks. Idiots. Uh, so, yeah, good stuff. So, we'll get some baseball for you guys. We'll get some uh, some college football tomorrow and then big NFL Sunday. We'll uh, Once we decide on our contest picks, we'll send those out so you guys can jump on those. So, for Chris Duke, this is Matthew James. Uh, Kmart, hope you're sleeping well, buddy. And we'll come back at you guys soon. Absolutely. Absolutely.